It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Music Mondays with Mazement podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. For more information, go to musicmondayspodcast.com. In this special Memorial Day episode, we are going to get into some of the latest news, and I'm also going to introduce you to a local Connecticut recording studio called Sinister Studios and an all-new Music Mondays hangout segment. We're then going to close out with a short release feast. Here it is, an all-new episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Mondays with Mazement podcast. I am your host, Mazement, Mazement, Mazement. As you heard, we have a special episode here for this Memorial Day episode 2022. Before we get into any of that, here's a fact. Music Mondays, music facts. The first recording studio was created in 1890, and it was called the New York Phonograph Company. Music Mondays, music facts. Remember back in 2010, there was a song that hit the airwaves, caught my attention right away. It was called Nothing On You featuring Bruno Mars. It was by rapper B.O.B. Stuck out to me at the time. He was one of the good ones. I was I was listening to everything he put out. He did a song called Airplanes with Haley Williams from Paramore and had Eminem on a version of that as well. Well, that rapper B.O.B. is now getting sued for $3 million by his ex-managers. Supposedly, the lawsuit docs aren't that detailed to show specifics, but mainly it's his former management claiming they weren't paid what they were supposed to be paid or whatever. So stay tuned on that if you are a fan. I thought it was interesting just because I haven't heard his name in years, and then all of a sudden that pops out, and from a label's perspective, caught my interest. The next piece of news I wanted to bring up There's a lot of things going on. You know, there's the Johnny Depp trial that everybody's talking about. There was also the shooting in Texas at a school. But there's so many things that are going on in music around these things. Not necessarily the Johnny Depp trial, but for the shootings and the gun law controversy, Harry Styles has teamed up with Every Town for a North American tour in support of ending gun violence. 
Every town has a plan to end gun violence. You can see more information on them at everytown.org. But Harry Styles will be donating, I think it was a million dollars towards this cause throughout this tour. Check it out. Go see him live if you can to support this movement. The final piece of news that stuck out to me was about Taylor Hawkins. There was a tribute that took place in Paris. The tribute was organized by Rockin' 1000. Years ago, they did a cover of Learning to Fly by the Foo Fighters in 2014. It caused so much traction that the Foo Fighters actually flew out to Italy where they were based and performed a show. So it was kind of a big moment then and even bigger now because I didn't see that. I didn't hear about that. But all of a sudden, I kept seeing things pop up for thousands play uh, tri- pay tribute to Taylor Hawkins. So I was like, okay, thousands of musicians. This is kind of interesting. Let me look it up. You got to watch this video. It's out there on YouTube. Look it up. Taylor Hawkins tribute, or you could search Rockin' 1000. See what they have going on. Basically, spoiler alert, it's thousands of musicians playing my hero at the same time, like in unison, all the drummers, all the guitarists, all the singers, everything all at the same time. It was insane. I've never seen anything that incredible music related. I mean, blow my mind with something else, but that was that was the best tribute I've ever seen to a musician that definitely deserved it. Rotella Resale is your premier collectibles, toys, and novelty retailer. Action figures and statues by Funko, NECA, DC, Marvel, and more. Diecast vehicles by First Gear, Diecast Masters, Greenlight, and those hard-to-find models. Rotella Resale offers Zippo lighters, rock t-shirts, and toys from all the major brands. All merchandise is brand new and ready to ship. Shop now and receive free shipping on every order. Enter promo code VIDEO at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Visit RotellaResale.com. That's R-O-T-E-L-L-A-R-E-S-A-L-E.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That being said, this is a special Memorial Day episode, so I had to do something special in this episode besides throw in this water backdrop here to give you some summer vibes going into the warmer weather here on the East Coast. Special thing I wanted to implement on this episode is another hangout segment with some good friends of mine that run Sinister Studios right here in Connecticut. You got to check them out at Sinister Studios CT on all the socials. You're going to hear what these guys have going on with the studio, the open house actually just passed. They promote it in this interview because it was recorded right before the open house, which was great. It was successful. A lot of people showed up. So make sure you book your session there as well. Watch this interview for some motivation of who you want to work with there and learn about the personalities that are involved at this place. It's got a great setup and you're going to see it in this video if you're watching this on YouTube or otherwise you're going to hear about it on audio if you're listening to this. Here it is, an all-new Hangout segment 
And then we're going to close this episode out with an all-new release feast. Here we are at Sinister Studios with the two owners, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Points to the wrong person, but that's okay. (laughs) With Taylor Budahazy and Mitch Labulio. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hello. Hello. You pronounced my last name right. Did I really? Yeah. And mine too. Probably probably because when we were doing the takes of the last one here. Oh, we had all yeah. those taken. And how that could I mess it best. up after that? Yeah. I heard it a million times. So. It's okay. I mispronounced my own name. Like, <laughs> no, that's awesome. So give me a little background. Like what, like starting with Taylor, like what got you started with music? Oh, uh, I started playing guitar when I was uh, like nine or 10. And it was after, you know, seeing some music videos from some of the eighties metal bands. It just looked fun. Right. And, uh, got a guitar from this kid at uh, school. It was a white Ibanez. And I've been playing for about 20 years now. Damn. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, you know, kind of the same deal. I feel like every kid kind of starts off a little bit the same way when they're like from like, you know, nine to 14 or something like that. I was uh, I was 11 and I just I had very musical friends and, uh, you know, their parents were both musicians uh, and I was just surrounded by drum kits all the time and acoustic guitars and, uh, you know, when I, I was, uh, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11 when like American idiot by green day came out mm. and, uh, me and my buddies just listened to that record. Cause it was so cool. Like it was the shit when it came out, it was just everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I want to play guitar, dude. And- the amount of air guitar I played to that album. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's like I had that playing in my room all the time. That album was sick. It's a, and it's yeah. a concept album yeah. too. Yeah. Who knew? No, that album was dope. Now, why, like, why guitar though? Why, why? What was it about the guitar that stuck out to you more than any other instrument? Um. Well, I, I did uh, show a little bit of interest in drums. Yeah. But his dad and, would uh, beat him if he played drums in the house. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. It's you a beat loud. those drums. I'm gonna beat you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> No, my dad definitely doesn't sound like that. Um, <laughs> my dad's like, Mitchell, beat those drums. I'm going to beat you, boy. That's more like That's it. what he sounds like. I'll ask you to go more Halloween-ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sounds like that. Um, go no. in the pool. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I remember in school, I wanted to play the drum kit for a band. And they wouldn't let me because I had to learn other percussion instruments first because they know that like little ADHD kids, of course, want to play the drums. So I had to learn uh, the xylophone or the bell set and the mallets first before they let me uh, do anything else percussion. And I remember there was this kid, there was this kid Josh in my uh, in my class that all of a sudden got to play drums. I was like, how the, why does he get to play drums? Josh, dad loved him actually. Yeah, I was like, I think it's because his name is Josh. I was so jealous, and uh, I just never really got a chance until I was like 12 to kind of play drums and at that time my friend Niall um 
had already started playing drums and I was like, damn, I want to make a band because right. of Green Day, you know? So I was like, all right, I guess I'll play guitar. And it was perfect because, um, you know, I had one or two other guitar friends that were willing to teach me and, uh, you know, Niall's brother, Liam played bass and, uh, we just kind of like would jam all the time. I was so bad for years. Yeah. And I remember one time my friend, uh, made fun of me for like being really bad at guitar in front of these girls. And I was so embarrassed and, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get so good at guitar that it's going to be undeniable, you know? Right. And like no, no one else is going to tell me that ever. Right. And I, that will never happen to me again. I do sometimes though. So. <laughs> just, yeah, to, only- just to make them better though. Well, the sad thing is, is both of you are phenomenal guitarists. So it's just kind of funny to hear that. Like, thank you. So that thank being, you. that being your story, like what was your, why the guitar for you? What was it that stuck out for you? Um, I just, I thought they looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a stupid answer. Um, like I remember seeing this video for poison and he had like a million different <laughs> guitars he was using. You know what I'm talking about? And he had oh, like yeah. 60 BC rich guitars. He had like the mockingbird and the warlock and all this. Like neon and, pink. Yeah. And I, I just liked anything bright and, uh, like a stupid color. And, um, Dude, they yeah. are cool. They're like, sick. Yeah. I, you know, still have a few of them. Sad thing is I owned two growing up. I had two electric guitars, simple ones. Mm-hmm never learned how to play. I was always like, yeah, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. And I, I could play like something here and there, but I'll never call myself a guitarist until I actually learn it. You got to get a neon colored one. That's probably what it is. Yeah, that, that's that probably the trick. More motivated. Yeah. You know, it's, it's bound to happen. Cause right now I have the two cheapest guitars sitting in my studio because of that. But <laughs> <laughs> what was it about like your experience? Obviously you both have been in bands throughout the years. Why start a recording studio? What made you, you know, come up with that decision? Uh, out of spite. Yeah. We didn't like the previous owner. Yeah. So you were just like, I'm going to start it because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but really we just, uh, we just looked at it. Like we've wanted to have a business together since we were younger. Yeah. And, uh, we've always talked about doing something music related together, me and Mitch. And, um, yeah, we brought our good friend, Josh, who's not here right now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Josh couldn't make it. Yeah. He couldn't make it today. He, uh, got tied up with something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's a great engineer and, um, yeah, the three of us just, you know, wanted to work together and uh, have our own business. Not, uh, you know, not really have to worry about having a boss or anything. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't want to work for, like, anyone ever again. <laughs> just, I mean, I made that decision pretty much when I got a giant tattoo of a bird on my neck <laughs> when I was 22. That was, so, that was kind of the deal breaker right there. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, I, I've been working for people, you know. You just cover the bird on your neck? <laughs> no. <laughs> they just no, have to dude, I, the bird on it. I worked like the worst jobs ever for <laughs> so long. And now I'm like, you know what? I have a bird tattooed on my neck. <laughs> which is, and I'm just like, you know what? Dude, Maybe now sick. it's time. Now right. it's time. You know, it's cool. You know, you can be like, you know, 20 something working for people, having a bird tattooed on your neck. Right. You can't be 30 working for other people. Well, I mean, you can, but I don't want to be that, that guy. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is obviously, it, it was a great opportunity to uh, this place. I mean, I've known Maurice for years and he was really cool. He always loved me. He was such a nice guy. Oh yeah. Yes. And uh, you know, you know, he helped us out um, when, when I was in, when I was in Lakeshore and you know, he was always really cool and he loves guitars. He's a guitar player too. So he gets it. And, uh, you know, he was really nice to kind of like let us have this place. I remember you, you told me 
one night when we were at my house, you were just like, why don't you just call Maurice? See if we can do the studio. Yeah. Like we deserve right. that. Shit. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we're here. We, uh, Started from the now. bottom. Now we here. <laughs> yeah, now we're slightly above the bottom. We're like we out here. Uh, <laughs> we out here in the middle of nowhere. But oh, we, oh, we yeah. got a great studio here, and we have goats and goats actually. And I learned that today that there's goats here. Now I've been affiliated with the studio. I've I've brought it up on the podcast in the past. I've even brought it, uh, the last rendition of it up in the podcast. Remove all that from your ears if you've ever listened to that because this new studio that they got running here is insane. A lot better than anything that's ever been here. That being said, obviously you guys are bringing your knowledge to the table and that's what's so special about this place with um, artists and everything, using your experience in bands and playing, like obviously you're doing guitar lessons and stuff like that, teaching anything you can and playing whenever needed. What is it that sets you apart from anybody that's doing this anywhere else though around here in a studio? I think it's that we, we really do care about the end result. Yeah. You know, no matter what, the person's budget is we always treat them the same way and we always do our best to give them the best product and the best coaching when they're in here. Um, you know, we, we really work hard with our customers. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I mean, I, every studio ultimately does have to do that because at the end of the day, your name is also going on that product that you're yeah. releasing that you're letting this artist walk away with. Right. Um, so yeah, I would say a lot, lots of studios do that, but, um, they don't do it as good as we do. I mean, <laughs> we care more. <laughs> yeah, we do it better. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I think a lot of it kind of goes down to like, I mean, just your guys's logo, having the smile involved, you know, like you uh, want your clients to not leave without a smile on their face. You yeah. know, if they're pissed off leaving, you're probably not going to let them leave. I think that's kind of something yeah, special. Or else we have a frowny face as our logo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly exactly yeah, if, they're, uh, if they're unhappy and they try to leave we don't let them well the other thing too is like i was touching on it a little bit with like knowledge and experience and everything like that throughout the years you guys have both probably been in and out of several studios what is like one memory from a studio that like stuck with you that from recording or whatever that you're like oh this is gonna be something i remember forever um i remember uh my my very first band like at the end of high school we were taking ourselves a little bit more seriously. And we were kind of like talking to a couple people about, you know, like deals and, and tours and stuff. And, um, I remember my mom actually lent us the money to get a hotel to go up to uh, Boston. And we worked with this guy, Ian Van Opigen, and he used to be in this band called the breathing process. And they were really sick. And my band just stayed in this hotel for like a week. And, uh, it was, probably some of the most fun I've ever had in my life, just being there and really connecting with like a, you know, like a, like a producer. I mean, he was running, I think he was running the studio out of his, out of his mom's basement or hmm. something. But, uh, you know, it was, it felt really real. Cause it was, he had a drum room right. and a vocal room and like a lounge area and all this stuff, you know, you could play games or, you know, watch TV or whatever. And he had, you know, Oh my God, he had dogs too. So it was like, great. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just, it was just a great uh, bonding experience, like being with the band. And, you know, honestly, like he did, he himself as a producer did a really great job. But um, I remember like, like me, me now looking back on what we did as like uh, before I could drive a car was uh 
I cringe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it really is a big, it's something you learn from each time, right? And no matter if you, if you're signed or, you know, you're paying a lot of money to be there or not. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, and every, every time you go to a studio, I feel like it's always a different, a different game. You know, I've been to, uh, Nashville, I've been to North Carolina, New York, uh, Boston, uh, Florida. So, I mean, you know, every, every single time it, it's just, uh, it's different. You make your own memories and, you know, a lot of the time it's, it's not, it's not very fun. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. No, it's work. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's always a learning experience. So. Which uh, studio or studios in New York did you hit? Uh, we go to, me and Taylor actually go to uh, this guy, Randy Pascarella, a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Um, back when I was in uh, Currents, he did uh, the first Currents EP back in like 2012. Hmm. And uh, I actually, I, I formed this really pop punk band in like 2016 and we went to go record with him and uh, none of the guys were on the same page and we like barely got away with paying him. And I, Randy, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I, those, those song, that song that we did was, it's really good, but, um, you know, it, the band didn't end up doing anything. And, uh, yeah, his, his studio is, uh, Pascarella recordings. He's, hmm. he's, yeah, he's, he's a great. wonderful engineer. Really good you know? guy too. Really funny. Yeah, he is funny. I always, always enjoy seeing Randy. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's great Hi Randy, dude. if you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. You need a personality in a studio environment and obviously if you're listening or watching this on YouTube right now, you would see that there's personality in the studio. And if you haven't yet, I'm sure you will by the end of this. <laughs> oh yeah. So, and what about you, Taylor? Any special memories from studios? Oh or? God. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, so one from way, way back. So this is way before I met Mitch. Obviously I was probably around the same age he was in that story. There was this kid. I don't want to say his name. Um, he's a really good friend of mine. Still, we had, um, Tried to record and it was his first time ever trying to sing and uh, ever in a professional environment. And I remember him trying to, I played like this 80s metal-ish kind of riff, like this kind of Van Halen-y thing. And I tracked that and we tracked drums and then um, the kid tried to sing it. And it was so clear that he'd never sang before at all in the... Uh, the guy that was recording it pulled us aside because we were all really young at the time. We we're probably like fifteen, and he's like, "He's like, I really hope the girls like this dude because he can't sing." And oh, I thought damn. it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> was he cute? Oh yeah, he was adorable. Oh good. Oh, oh yeah. so pop star of you know yeah, today? Yeah, he just, yeah. He couldn't sing metal. He'd never really tried before. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, if he's listening to this, he knows who he is. And hello. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Let's see. Now, anytime you ever try to sing or anything, you always remember that. Uh, no, Mitch sings. In our <laughs> no, 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 he does. Yeah. And girls also, you just don't you know, even he's, try. He's got a lovely girlfriend, but if he didn't, girls would, girls would like him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Which is a nice guy. But <laughs> Michaela is lovely. <laughs> You're like shopping him out. You're like, all right, let me defend myself. <laughs> I love my girlfriend. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's smart. And she's listening. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Michaela. Well, so in speaking of like, you're talking about somebody singing, like I said, pop of today or whatever, what is your take on like today's rock scene or music scene in general? Oh, geez. Uh, um, well, <laughs> I like how we're like, oh God. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I he think, goes first. So um, I can copy his answer. Okay. <laughs> so basically, okay. So I'm going to quote T-Pain on this. Oh, this Do something yeah. for music. 
holy sh- do something else yeah we have that already right you know i mean i'm one to talk because we're literally just doing like an 80s like kind Metal of course i mean well we're, we're different we're not like a you know like a we just copy falling in reverse steel panther thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like, you know, I They're mean, good, though. We, we do it because we like, them. we like, we like want to do it. That's, this is like a passion thing, you know, but like, you know, all bands that I've seen, like I, I, I try and listen to one new artist a day, um, like on YouTube or Spotify or something like that. And, um, I let you know, uh, it's, it's ridiculous how close everything sounds now. And, uh, I mean, you know, you, you, you want to get, you want to get like those sick, like, you know, genty tones or whatever you want to get like those sick dark glass bass tones. You want to have the verse chorus, verse chorus, pop structure of a song. Yeah. And it's like all these, like, you know, and it's, it would be different if like everything that was coming out was like really, really, really good. But like everything, I feel like there's just so much just mediocre to crap tier, mm-hmm. like rock stuff coming out and every band is just doing it's you know i'm not the first person to say it everybody well the worst part about it too is people try to say it's like phases they're like oh the music is just in a phase right now it's like yeah but why would they allow this to be a phase it's like it doesn't make any sense to make this a phase like how is this selling but it is like look at um one one i use a lot on this podcast i overkill it is trap music hip-hop today Mm -hmm. you know it's horrible mumble rap it's it's but it's selling it's like freaking country music i'm not a huge country music fan but it's the biggest genre out there you know everybody loves it so i know why it's popular but at least there's talent in country music there's no talent in this mumble rap stuff and it kind of goes it's kind of like the same in other genres right now yeah i know it's just really funny and a lot of that stuff i think there are some really sick like really good bands i think they're just not getting the attention that they deserve I because agree. Right. what's in the forefront. They're getting like overshadowed. Yeah, they're yeah, getting yeah. overshadowed, I think. There's a no, lot of really good when you When you pump out all this generic music and everybody wants to be in a band, right? you know, like you're, you're giving the actual like really, really talented bands like a lesser chance of actually being seen because now there's just this sea of generic cookie cutter crap. Yep. You know, and it's like, it, I mean, if, okay. So if, if you're, if your band is, get more people in here, I if your band it. is really, really good, come record here, you will. Yes, please come record here. I, I love talented people, <laughs> obviously. I mean, I love very untalented people too, but that's cool. Um, you know, you're, if, if you're, if you're good, like people will notice, like if you build it, they will come. But now if you're building something and everybody else is building something and like, it just, it doesn't always, it doesn't always work. And it makes me a little sad because, you know, it's like, it, it's the more, the more stuff out there, the the less everything shines. Right. So it's, you know. Well, and shine, shine is what sells right now. You know, you get the artists that go to a, like you brought up the studios earlier. It's funny. You can go to quad studios and. New York, Times Square, so big. You go in there, they got a pool table in their lounge. It's like, oh, that's so cool. And artists buy that. Or like Tupac got, I actually literally had an artist one time tell me the reason why he recorded at Quad was because Tupac got shot there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I, I, not really my reason. I'm looking at like the, the SSL board or something, you know, at least come up with something, you know. But like Tupac ain't dead. But that <laughs> that's that's a story for another time. So the but like the pool table thing, it's like shine. It's like people are like, oh, they have a pool table I'm gonna pay four hundred bucks an hour or whatever to record there. It's like, yeah, but are you really gonna play pool though? 
Like, cause you're going to be recording. So like, who gives a shit if they got a pool table or not? It's like these shiny objects they have that are selling. And it's like what you said, like producers and quality, like you guys met this producer. A lot of artists aren't looking at that right now. They're looking at like, oh, this dude worked with so-and-so. This dude knows, oh, he's so-and-so's cousin or he has a Lamborghini or something. So I'm going to let him record me. And it's like, that's today's, yeah. I feel like that's today's artists. You know, they're looking for shiny objects. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that probably stems from like the 80s kind of where like, yeah. you know, everybody's flexing on each other and like it was like the day of the rock star and like it was very materialistic and everybody had, you know, million dollar houses and Beverly Hills and yeah. all these Those cars. Were the days. And, right. You know, and then now now if you're in a rock band, you live at your mom's house. You know, if if you're <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're a rapper or something, you know, you know, you got it made. And also being a rapper being a rapper, you don't have to split as much money with people. And, you know, you're a single entity. You're one person for people to get attached to. Um, you don't have, like, band members that won't show up or, like, you know, quit. Lineup changes. Lineup change. Yeah, you know, all that If stuff. you're a good rapper, you don't have six ghostwriters. But the ones do have six ghostwriters. But, well, yes, you're If you're a really good rapper, right. you got to start a pop punk band. Right. And then. Um, <laughs> you got to have blonde hair. Yeah. And then pick fights or colored in general, right? Slipknot or something. I don't know. I don't know what all them crazy kids are doing nowadays. And you got to be in movies too. You got to play Tommy Lee, I think in the Motley Crue movie. Oh yeah. He did. He did a good job though. I didn't didn't think it was, I mean, you don't need like immense. um, I don't think he was like acting really so much as he was just being himself. What what about that other one that's coming out? Um, I only named up you and Mitch ever. That's hey, that's yeah. same here. Same here. That's going to be how I am now. And, on. and Jess, who's in the background. Yep. Yeah. So if you guys don't see right now, um, she hasn't given me permission to be on video yet, but Jess is here. She's <laughs> producing this podcast. If anything goes wrong, it's actually all Jess's fault. Yeah, so, she's the head of security. Yeah, exactly. Head of security. And also the Department of the Treasury. Yes. Right. Yep. So just so you guys know, if anything goes wrong, report it to Jess. She's here. We'll put her number down in the bottom of the video. No, I'm kidding. We'll give the address. So we, we, we live in the same house, so we could put her address down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's six. So what do you guys have coming up here at the studio? Uh, well, we have the open house uh, on May 28th for people to come in and, you know, meet me and Mitch and our engineer, Josh, and also you. Yeah, I'll be here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, our head of security will be here as well. <laughs> I will. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to that, you know, showing everyone our studio Showing them some uh, examples of the work we've done here, uh, some of the songs we've completed. You know, just having a good time with it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Snacks. And snacks. Yep. See, that's that's the shiny object. See, now you're onto something. That's the shiny object. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> we just need more shiny objects. Like, we got some hanging up on the wall. This is great, but more shiny snacks. Yeah. And we got to be more specific in the promos with the snacks too. They want to know what kind of snacks we have here. Cause if you say cheese and crackers, we're going to get jazz musicians, you know, That's it depends good. on what you want. Hmm. <laughs> variety. We want everybody. Jalapeno poppers. Oh, then like we're some, talking. Yeah. Like some warm nuts. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a big, a big selling point, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we're, and we're doing, uh, we're doing the Goshen fair too. Right. Uh, we are doing the um, bluegrass, the bluegrass festival. That's yep. it. Yeah, it's that's in what it is. Yeah, I don't know why I can't remember. I can't. I think they're the. Same what are you guys thing. doing there? You have like a vendor set up. Yeah, we're going to be sponsoring the event. Nice. Yeah, we're sponsoring it. And when's uh, that? That is in August. Uh, I don't 
know the exact date. I have to check the calendar. It's on the Goshen Fairgrounds, though, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll put it. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, I'll put it on the video, the actual date, and a link so you guys can click it to yeah. check it out. And uh, our engineer, Josh, will be running the soundboard for the day. Yeah, so Josh, we got to talk about him for a minute. Now he's not here, we get to talk crap about yeah, him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, too. I, I hope he hears You know, it's funny because I, I was set up for three people. I was oh, going to have Josh here. We were going to go down, you know, Josh's history, his story, and he's not here. I'll so, do my best at it. Okay, so tell yeah, he's, me. He's, he's your friend, okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's your guys' what's your guys' goal with the studio within the next, like, five years? What What's something you want to accomplish with it? To not lose it. <laughs> I don't yeah. mean financially. I just mean that we can remember where it is for the next five years. That's very true. We are getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I mean, I, I would like to make this like a... I would like to, I would like to get, I would like to improve on this place too. Cause there's, you know, there's no bathroom. So yeah, that's actually my only flaw with the studio. We are getting one built this summer. Nice. Yeah. We have put a deposit down on it. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's, imp- that's very important. Outhouse, right? No, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just take a Shrek song. <laughs> Body once told me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love our customers. Uh, that's how you know we did it because the deposit for a bathroom is uh, not cheap to have one built from scratch. Well, no, but you also get to up the studio rate because you have a bathroom. Yeah. Because it is maintenance. You yeah, got to maintain it. Uh, one of the things. I don't think we get to charge more because we have a bathroom. Oh, we are going to charge more though. If they <laughs> want to like use basic it. Human if they, needs, no, like- if they want to use it, it's, extra, it's an extra 50 an We'll hour put it this way, dude. <laughs> when I was... When I was working in the city, uh, that studio, I can't say names, but but that studio had a code for the bathroom. So certain customers we let in there, certain customers we didn't. So if they said like, oh, I got to go, I got to go. And we'd like, we knew this fucking dude was just going to go and trash the bathroom. We'd be like, oh, sorry, we don't got one. <laughs> and he'd be like, dude, you're in like a fucking skyscraper in Manhattan. You don't have a bathroom. Yeah, sorry. Which is just, you know, our features here sucks. You know, we got to get one. How did you know somebody was going to trash the bathroom before they even did it? Dude, you know. You you'll you'll like, know. You can tell. You'll know. It's like somebody that like eats Taco Bell since they were. You'll know, they have toilet paper around their leg as they walk in the studio. You know. You know. Oh, yeah, I love dude. when we get those people. Yeah. yeah. They're my favorite. No, homeless people. That's not a true story at all. But I'm just saying that that might actually happen. And then <laughs> that might actually happen. And then you got to be prepared for that's why you're charging extra for the bathroom. That's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> this is why we've had Alex pretty much since day one. To give you advice on what to charge for and what not to charge for. You did yeah, that, too. Sense. You really helped us with that in the beginning. Yeah, like, it, in all seriousness, is, you were here on like day two of, or like the second week of us owning this place. Oh, yeah. Dude, well, what happened was, you know, um, I didn't really talk about it on this podcast because obviously nobody wants to talk about it. But the last situation ended so badly. So as soon as I saw somebody was coming in and actually taking care of this place, I was like, dude, I got to get in with them and let them know I'm not with the last people. So that way everything I was trying to bring to the table the last time I could bring to the table this time and help out this way. And that's kind of like, we hit it right off the bat, you know? And that's, that's actually like, I couldn't have timed it any more perfectly. Cause one thing with me is I'm all like my reputation, whatever it is, what it is. But like, I'm like, I told you guys from the start, I put all my trust in the people right when I meet them. So if you lose that trust, good luck ever getting to know me again. Cause like those people, and there's very few, like I can count on one hand how many people lost my trust, but like, so it's that type of thing. I was like, I don't want the owner of this place, you know, Mo, to think of me that way, you yeah. know, to think of me as like the last person here. I was like, that matters to me, yeah. you know? So I had to get in. That was another reason I had to get in, make that right. You know? So that was a big thing. And it was relieving to me now that I'm here, obviously, 
it's relieving to me now seeing what you guys did with the place and what you're doing with the place. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much potential here. The only issue is the location, right? Would you guys say that? Uh, I wouldn't say the location yeah, I really. It, I mean, it's definitely not very obvious when you, uh, are no, people do it. drive by it a yeah. lot. And like, we will have people that are coming here to record and they'll pass the place like nine times. But I think it's great that it's kind of more remote because you don't have the distractions that you would have if you're like in right. the city trying to record, for example. True. Not that those studios aren't great studios. It's just like, you have all the distractions. You have the bars, you have the clubs, you have everything. If you come here, you're coming here just to work. There's you know, okay. There's well, so like it's, it's actually really kind around. of funny you say that though, because here I was going to ask like what the biggest challenge you think is running the studio right now. What would it be if it's not that? If it's not the location, right? Yeah. What would you uh, say like the biggest challenge is for? Actually, I think the location is pretty sweet because like nobody knows we're here, so right. like, you know there's like way less of a chance of getting robbed. But, right. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Um, well, we have Jess for that. Yeah, yeah, you got the bouncer. Yeah, head of security. Yep. Jess is our pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very intimidating. I'm gonna put like I'm gonna put like an octave down on that. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Just a little lower. <laughs> um, I think the hardest. So for me personally, um, the hardest thing about since I've bought the studio from Maurice and have reopened it uh, from what it used to be, which I don't want to say the name of. Right. Um to what it is now, Sinister Studios, the biggest challenge was what the previous people that were uh, here did. Right. Because they, uh, you know, without going too far into it, they had a bunch of people that weren't really happy mm-hmm. with the business dealings that they had gotten. Like, a lot of people hadn't gotten what they paid for. Um, Bad reputation. Yeah. So then when they see that it's the same building that the old studio used to be in, uh, no matter how different we may run things and how different it like looks inside. They still see things like, Oh, it just looks like the previous owner rebranded the studio, which is not the case. Like, you know, previous owner was a totally different person. And right. I've had a bunch of people message me on like Facebook and Instagram. Um, when they see the studio ads on there and they're just like, you know, uh, is this a new owner or is it just a new name? And it's that both. was a real tough thing in the beginning. Right. Like I had yeah. probably about yeah. 40 to 45 people message me uh, saying that because the previous owner had owed them stuff that I now owed them, you know, money or a song or whatever, or a guitar. And, um, you know, I tried to be nice and uh, we worked out some deals with some of those people that had uh, not actually gotten to come in and record with the previous owner because of uh, whatever the issues were that he had. Right. Um, and we, you know, we made the best out of what we could with them. Yeah. We cut them deals, you know, and uh, they were pretty happy with the the finished product. Makes sense. I mean, anything's going to be better than having to freaking do damage control in the last reputation. I mean, yeah, that, that was the (laughs) toughest part. The damage control was definitely the the toughest part by far. And I I commend you for coming here on your own time and making it better. Cause I, if I, if I didn't live, if I didn't straight up live like an hour away from here, I would be down here just as much as you. But uh, you know, I, I, I do, so I don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's all good. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this place is kind of gross before, but you know, we made it work. You wouldn't yeah. even know now when you look at it what it once was. I windexed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, everything. Yeah, the mixing board. Oh. Everything. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, we fixed that. Me and John. Sort of got it working. The the bright side to it is it is 
uh, Windex and it's clean, you know, so that's the oh, bright side. It's that's the bright side. And yeah. we're, we actually now have a sponsor on this podcast. It's Windex. It doesn't so, work, no, but no, it's okay. clean. <laughs> <laughs> I Windex the garbage outside. Can't have dirty garbage. Exactly. Oh, you can't. So if you want to lean against something, the garbage can is totally The, the other issue with this place is just the cleanliness. Well, I peed in yeah. the garbage can actually, so. Oh, oh see. Yeah. Well, you so don't to- lean on the garbage can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could touch it, but I Windexed it after I... Yeah, so it's, it's pretty sterile. Oh, uh, Windex. Yeah, Windex right. is sterile. You did the Windex after. Yes. Okay, good. All right, so we're no, good. Oh, urine is sterile, too. Yeah. Not as sterile as the Windex is. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? <laughs> <laughs> no. So many turns. But I do it anyway. <laughs> it's sterile. I like the taste. Well, that wraps it up here at Sinister Studios. Like Taylor said, come check out the open house on May 28th. What time are you running that on May 28th? Uh, 2 to 7-ish. 2 to 7. Yeah. 2 a.m. to 7. No, I'm kidding. 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. People can come here at 2 a.m. and look at the door if they want. Exactly. The door will be closed. You can stare at it. But if you come at 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., doors will be open. Open house. You can come in, check the studio out, see if it's the right place for you. I highly recommend it. Also, if you don't catch them then, catch them in August. I'll put the date here if you're watching this on YouTube. Otherwise, follow me on socials to find out the exact date to get to the Bluegrass Festival to check them out there. Meet the guys. Maybe hear a dad joke from Mitch or two. So you might get that out of them. You get to see Mitch. Mitch is pretty goddamn adorable. You're going to hear more than dad jokes from me. Uh, while I have you here. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> while I have you here. Yes, we uh we are we support Johnny Depp and I am growing out my goatee in honor of uh, uh male abuse awareness and uh I'm trying to spread male abuse awareness because it is really ridiculous to me that people think that men cannot be abused in romantic relationships and I think that's just a whole bunch of baloney. So I uh I am growing out my goatee and I encourage all my cute boy guy friends to uh do the same thing. Support Johnny Depp. Yeah, fuck Amber Heard. Yeah, fuck her, man. Dude, what the hell? I don't even know how that's still going on. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I don't understand. Million, I liked her doing the bump on the stand when she was on the stand and she had the napkin. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yep. really good. Bullshit, fake crying. Dude, if it wasn't for TikTok, I would have not seen any of this because I won't sit through a whole court case or anything. But those TikToks, you're like, oh my God, no, I got to see this next one. Daily. I get daily updates. Dude, it's nuts. Like, I don't even have to watch. TikTok. Like the best part are like Johnny Depp's reactions, though. Like when they're like, "Yeah, you you put cocaine in that that container," and he's like, "Well, I'm sure you could put cocaine in it." <laughs> he's like, "There was no cocaine yeah. in it," and he's like, "Oh yeah," they were like, "Yeah," and you were really drunk that night, and he's like, "Were you there?" Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me set this record straight for that trial real quick. Well, if I can, may I do that? Real Go quick ahead. Yeah. All right. So the dude that starred in the original Nightmare on Elm Street can do no wrong. Oh, I remember the documentary I was trying to bring up before. Sex Pistols, coming out with Pistol. That's right. I saw a commercial that? for that. Yeah. Looks pretty sick. It looks awesome. Yeah, I want to check that out. So come check Sinister Studios out on May 28th, like I said. Otherwise, check them out in August at the Bluegrass Festival. You can hire each of these guys one at a time or both at the same time to more fun help with you. Two. Exactly. It's better with two <laughs> Two record whatever you want here in this studio. You can come up with it. Make your own genre. Do whatever you want. They're totally open to any creation. Yeah, I highly encourage you to make your own genre. Absolutely. Don't make a genre that's already out there. That's stupid. Yeah, that's right. Like I will quote T-Pain again. Do something for music. 
We just quoted T Pain two oh, times on this. Times this episode. Does that normally happen? Never. Never. That's the first okay, time so ever. First. I think I think that's the first time T Pain's been quoted once oh, okay. on this podcast. How, so how many times? Let me ask you this. So um, how many times has R Kelly been brought up on the podcast? Well, it depends. When R <laughs> Kelly was on the podcast. No, I'm kidding. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, that wraps it up here at Sinister Studios. Thank you guys for coming on. You can follow both of them on social media at Sinister Studios CT. You could also find him at Taylor Budahazy. Yep. And at Mitch Labulio on socials. Be sure to check them out. And thanks again, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It was fun. The release feast segment has mostly been focused on hip hop and EDM releases up to this point. Just know that I'm in the process of transitioning and listening to more having the recent signing on my label for an indie rock band, I'm definitely going to incorporate some rock music on the release fees. I got to listen to more, to be honest with you, but I just usually as a hip hop EDM producer, that's kind of what comes through my playlist more often than anything else. But either way, just know that's going to change soon. If you have any suggestions, hit me up at music Mondays podcast at music Mondays at mazement.co for any suggestions. I appreciate it. You could also hit me up via the website, musicmondayspodcast.com. But for now, we're going to stick with a few hip-hop releases in this all-new release feast. Here it is. Release Feast. The first release I want to get into is the No Fear of Time album released by Blackstar. It's a duo consisting of Yes and Bay, formerly known as Most Def, and Talib Kweli. The album itself was produced by Madlib. It's awesome, authentic. You got to hear it. These guys are super talented. Most F, or <laughs> Yes and Bay, I'm still getting used to it, has always been one of my favorite rappers, one of my biggest influences. And I advise you to go check his earlier stuff out as well when he was Most F because the stuff was poetic. It was super talented and diverse. And we need to hear more of that today. Which leads me in to the next one, which I feel... Really delivered. Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper by Kendrick Lamar finally came out. There was a lot of hype on it. I will admit, you know, the, yeah, the Pusha T album I covered in last month's episode, I felt was going to get overshadowed by Kendrick's, you know, in terms of talent and uh, mainstream attention and everything, which I feel like it did. But I feel like I don't know if it deserved it, you know, because Almost Dry by Pusha T, that was actually better in ways than Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kendrick Lamar, in my opinion, is a better writer. But the album just didn't meet my expectations. It was a good hip-hop album. Like, obviously, if you're a hip-hop fan, go check it out. It just wasn't... It didn't step out to me. You know, um, his his past episode... Or his past albums like Damn and How to Pimp a Butterfly, stuff like that, those ones surpassed us by far. You know, they had... You know, songs on there that get stuck with you for days. This one just didn't have that for me. Maybe I got to listen to it more, but it's still good. I love Kendrick. He's definitely like one of my favorites today. And I enjoyed that he had, I enjoyed the release. I hope he comes out with more soon. But that closes out for this special Memorial Day episode. I appreciate you tuning in. If you liked having this studio on, I do have some plans to incorporate some other local studios, some other local friends on Hangout segments. Please let me know what you think on all the socials or shoot me an email, musicmondays at mazement.co. 
hit me up on the website, musicmondayspodcast.com. I really want to know what you think of everything and where you want to see this podcast go because we have some exciting things in store for the rest of this year. And I can't wait to share these things with you. In the meantime, thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. Follow this podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, wherever you can. And I appreciate all the support. Until next episode.